Welcome to Animal Communication and Healing with Marilyn, a podcast about creating a better relationship and understanding between animals and people. Learn to discover animals' basic needs, whether you want to know more about your fur baby or how to communicate with animals in their natural setting. Join me and decode the many ways animals speak to us every day. I am your host, Marilyn Fartin. Hello everyone and welcome to Animal Communication and Healing with Marilyn. My guest today is a beautiful friend of mine as well as being an energy healer, a psychic and a medium. She also naturally and beautifully connects with crystals. Lisa Southall is going to bravely share her journey today as what she calls being a silent survivor. And In describing her story, she's going to let us know how her beautiful dogs, Coda and Cooper, have played a major role in her healing and they continue to do so. I'm happy you guys can join for the fourth episode. Today is different and it is special. I get to have a beautiful guest with me. We are going to um, talk about a subject that is, uh, is not easy, um, but it also is a beautiful subject. Um, it is about how our pets, um, you know, do have a beautiful space in our life and bring so much healing to us. And with my guest, we're going to talk about an example on how her pets have really been um, life-saving, really, in her case. To me, I see more and more how animals are having this amazing impact on people's lives. And it is part of my role and also my, um, my desire to really um, bring awareness to, um, to us humans and to really notice uh, and learn from them and therefore be able to really appreciate, appreciate them. Um, to the level that they really should be appreciated. So we're going to get started right away. I will introduce you to my beautiful friend um, and guest, Lisa Southall. Hello, Lisa. Hello. How are you? I'm good, and you? Good. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. Me too. I'm happy you're yep. here. I'm sure people can like hear our smiles <laughs> as we're like talking with each other. Um, So Lisa and I have known each other for probably 10 plus years. Sounds right. Yeah. We've gone through many transitions, you know, <laughs> together, but also in our personal lives. And we have been there for each other. We sure have. Yes. Yeah. It's been really, really, uh, really, I'm really grateful to you. Yeah, I'm grateful for you. Thank you. <laughs> you might hear a little thump on the table right now. It's actually her cat flow. She's <laughs> flicking her tail and wants to uh, be part of this. <laughs> All right, so let's get started and let's um, let's tell the people that are listening, who who are you, Lisa? Thank you. Uh, first of all, I just want to say thank you for having me on your podcast. Um, I'm really grateful to be part of this and Aww. to watch you blossom yourself in this modality of animal communication, animal healing. Thank you. Um, I've been able to firsthand witness how amazing you are with pets in Aww. the 10 years that I've known you. 
And I'm so glad that you're finally going into this direction mm -hmm. where you are an advocate for animals and for the people who also, um, like myself, have felt connected to pets mm -hmm. uh, in a way that is unexplainable from a very young age. So yes. I'm excited to be part of this for you and give you my journey. Thank so, you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. And I know it's, it's, I'm asking you to be very vulnerable today. Um, and, uh, and I applaud you for doing that. So yeah, yeah I know it takes courage. So well, you, go. you provide a safe place. So, oh, uh, you hold a nice space for me. So it's, uh, the story needs to come out. So here yes. it is. Yes. So you asked me who I am. Mm -hmm. So I, I love this question. Um, cause your, your knee jerk reaction is, or, um, go to statement is I'm a mom. I'm a store manager yeah. of a coffee house. Um, I am, I don't know, whatever. I'm a daughter. I'm a mother. Yeah. I'm whatever with these labels, but that's not truly, that's not who I am. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've been recently reflecting a lot in as like, who am I? And mm -hmm. What am I? Yeah. And I've come to the understanding that I'm a healing energy healer. Mm -hmm. Um, cause we're always in a phase of healing yes. where, where there's no destination. There isn't, it's, it's not a, okay, I'm healed and we're done. It's like I've come to realize in the, my lifetime yes. that it's a journey. It's continuous. Mm -hmm. It's There's always something to learn, a life lesson to learn. And uh, so with that, that's what I share with my clients. Yes. Um, so I help them, assist them to gain the coping mechanisms mm -hmm. uh, through energy healing and through just my own experiences. Yes. Um, how, how do you cope through the peaks in the valleys because mm -hmm. um, sometimes we also need to cope through a, a peak as well sometimes we don't know how to handle a peak yeah well if you've been in a valley for a while yeah it's like it feels uncomfortable sure. exactly yeah absolutely absolutely um doubly confirmed <laughs> <laughs> that's quadruply is confirmed uh, and if we get it we, it's impossible to get through this episode without laughing at lisa so just so you yeah. know <laughs> this is so true um so uh, my modalities in my energy healing business i'm a reiki practitioner i am an energy uh crystal energy healer mm -hmm. um i am a tarot and oracle card uh, reader i'm an intuitive and i'm a medium for the next question where i wanted to go is um ask you what is your connection to animals you know, how was it when you were young and how did it change and shift as you were growing up, depending on whatever was going on in your life, right? Um, that's, I love that. I think, what do you, your first memories are usually around the age four, five. Mm -hmm. I think I, you know, I think that's what it is. And that's when I remember being that age, around four or five years old um, and always wanting to be around uh, pets and nature. Yes. So I remember early memories of like the rain, the worms after rain. I just loved worms. I would go out and I would collect the worms and I would make mud homes for them in little containers. Oh, that is adorable. Yeah, right? Really? I, yeah, absolutely. I loved worms. Oh. And then I loved caterpillars. I'd do the same thing with caterpillars. Um, put twigs and leaves in there and hope that one day one would cocoon so I could watch it into a butterfly. Um, so very connected to um, animals through nature. Um, and then growing up, we had all of the gamut of all the, the pets mm -hmm. that you would get. We had rabbits, we had turtles, we had birds, we had hamsters, uh, fish, and cats. And um, I think they're a great lesson uh, for mm -hmm. kids to yes. have pets at a, at a young age or those types of pets to teach you life lessons and life cycle. Yes. Um, that things come and go. I yeah. think it was a, it's a really good uh, thing to um, have children exposed to. Yes. I finally got a dog when I was uh, yeah. around 12 after much begging from my parents and it was a pug 
What was his name? And his name was Mr. Magoo. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for your um, listeners who don't know what a pug is, they are like a push face and they have these big bulgy eyes. Yes. And Mr. Magoo is an old character. Um, uh, from I think it was a cartoon as well too. I remember. So yeah. he'd have the glasses and he would bump into things and that kind of stuff. He, he was, was short, yeah, short and a little yeah, bit yeah. Uh, grumpy. Yeah, right? exactly. So that's what Mr. Magoo was named after, <laughs> and uh, he was and snored, snored like crazy, Love like it. to the point where he would wake me up through the night. But that's okay. We all have our things, right? Um, so Mr. Magoo and I, uh, I loved him. He was my dog, and mm. um, I trained him to um, be in dog shows which we would love. That was our thing that we would do together. We do uh, dog shows in the summertime. Wow. And uh, Was it like an obstacle course? So not an obstacle course. It was literally, you know, when you walk around like the Westminster dog show. Wow. He he wasn't in that. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't make it there. Um, Just just local dog shows. Um, Showing how beautiful they are. Yeah, the stance. He was a beautiful pug. He he had the proper amount of curls that were needed in a dog tail for a pug. So he was two and a half, I think, or something like that. Whatever. But... um, (laughs) But he was my buddy, and he was who yeah. I talked to, and he's who I felt comfortable with. Yes. Um, being an intuitive uh, empath uh, from a very young age, not knowing it, um, I had very little friends, and that was okay. I was all right with that. One or two friends was perfect. Yeah. I was much more comfortable in nature and with my pets. Yeah. Um, I felt that I could literally, when I looked in the eyes of my pets or my dog, mm-hmm. Mr. Magoo, I could see right in and see through and talk and have a communication, and they would know exactly what I'm feeling. Yeah. Um, it was a very comforting feeling. Right? Yeah. It I felt, totally relate felt right. to that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. And so, of course, we grow up. We go through experiences in life. Yeah. We have challenging moments, right? And I know for you, you've had quite a difficult road, um, you know, with, um, oh, my God with health you know mm-hmm. with physical health but also mental health and tell us a little bit more about that absolutely thank you it is um it is a tough subject but i'm in a great place right now yes where i feel i'm on the other side mm-hmm. of the trauma where i can now share yes. and i feel very um drawn to helping now yeah. and and that's where I help my clients I do attract a lot of clients who have had trauma in their life yes um, through either um, emotional abuse or um, just single momming all of that kind of thing so yeah. let me talk about my um, my my history yeah uh, what my mental health is so the the healing journey that I've been on is uh, it's a 20-year journey um, where I have been recovering from PTSD, depression, anxiety, and suicidal ideation. And that stems from uh, 20 plus years of my marriage and uh, the abuse that was in that marriage. Um, married to a, a narcissistic sociopath, mm-hmm. which, as you know, empaths tend to draw towards. Yeah. Um, now, being on that other side of the trauma, I realize that as much as um, I was enabling his behavior. He was also enabling my behavior. Yeah. And there's a little bit of um, uh, a life lesson in that to know um, how to set boundaries. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm always going to be an empath. Yeah, for sure. So it's like you have yeah, eyes. Yeah, or, yeah, know, exactly. So, you know, so yeah, you got to learn how to put those boundaries up on people who mm-hmm. uh, will suck the energy out of empaths. So the 
my story is recovering from uh, the narcissistic abuse that I received. Uh, Which is quite uh, quite a journey and yeah. quite a task, eh? Absolutely. Yeah. And you're wondering how my pets are involved in that. Yes. So, um, when I did leave my ex-husband, uh, the abuse got worse mm -hmm. um, because it does. Because did when, you have pets at, the, at that point? At that time, I just had cats, cats just okay. cats. So my dogs came later uh, okay. into my life um, once I moved into the home that I'm currently into. Yes. Yeah, so I've only had them for six years, these dogs. Um, but so the, the abuse got worse after, as it does, because that the narcissistic um, partner Mm -hmm. uh, is like oh my gosh it's my it's going yeah you know so I'm gonna get, get yeah it's, I'm gonna get worse so it created more anxiety more depression more suicidal ideation um, mm -hmm. when when because the fear of the divorce as well too I have yes. three children um, he was playing games with you know the custody of children there was so much fear that it was in and around there and it just, it, it got worse. Yeah. And I got to the point where I just wanted to take my life. I've always had suicidal ideation for mm -hmm. as long as I can remember. I even remember being a teenager wow. and having suicidal ideation. Can you uh, explain to me what, when you say suicidal ideation, what, yeah. would that, what does that mean? So it's the, the thoughts of life, uh, ending my life. Life would be easier or it would be easier for me if I didn't exist. Okay. Or the sense of not belonging. Okay. I find that uh, as an empath as well too, there's this sense of I feel like I don't belong yeah. here. Uh, I feel un unusual. Yeah. I feel not normal. Do other people have mm -hmm. these anxiety attacks, these panic attacks, yeah. absorb other people's energies? Mm -hmm. So the, the suicidal ideation is up to and including the planning phase. Wow. Um, so, so not the execution or not the yeah. attempts, yeah. obviously execution still here um, <laughs> thank God you are yeah. thank you yes. um, but the attempts uh, I never got to the attempt part has always been up to and including the planning so that's why I call it yes. suicidal ideation got it thank you so much for yeah. explaining that yeah. yeah yeah it's not it's not normal right or not talked about yeah. very much yeah uh, I feel it needs to be yeah there's a lot of um, vulnerability mm -hmm. shame attached to having suicidal thoughts Absolutely. people can think it's a very selfish thing Yes. Um, and they don't understand why. I don't even understand why. Mm -hmm. You know, when I'm in it, I get it. When, when I'm out of it, I'm like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, you're in a totally different place absolutely. with yourself and within yourself. Yeah. 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 So it's difficult to explain. Yep. And that's, yeah. you know, I'm looking currently, I'm working towards creating a uh, suicidal ideation support group. That's amazing. Uh, because there isn't one, you know, no. and you can talk to a therapist and therapists are great. Um, I love that. I, yes. I have two great therapists that I work with. Um, but I would like to speak to somebody who is also in suicidal ideation thoughts. Yes. Um, and how does it feel? So we can talk about it. See? See, my Even dog's in the back. The dog is totally <laughs> confirming this. Like, Absolutely. Let's just talk about can we it. talk about it? So in the past uh, six years, I have done my deepest part of my healing. Um, I realized that I could not keep on going the way I was going. Um, I wanted to be there for my family, my three daughters mainly, and that I had to heal. And how am I gonna heal? Mm -hmm. um, so that was where I got into having, receiving Reiki, thanks to you, <laughs> <laughs> Marie Loon. Um, you're my first exposure to Reiki, so I appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, and, uh, so the, uh, and the meditation and healing. So those, those were the things I wanted to recover from. Mm -hmm. um, and in those six years, I had my dogs. 
and I have always had cats in the past, uh, well, Twix is 14, I think now. So in the past 14 years, I've always had a cat around, a couple of them. I love to rescue. I've had four cats in total, as I said. Um, and so I found that the, the more, the deeper the connection with the dogs, mm-hmm. uh, especially I have a lab boxer. His name is Coda. Um, they're both very healing, but Coda has a something just about him yeah. that he knows intuitively that something is wrong. Um, he can tell, I don't even have to be like upset crying. He just can sense it. He is an empath himself. I'm very sure. And he'll come up to me and he'll just take his top of his head and press it up against my heart chakra. Yeah. And he will press against me to remind me to breathe. Mm -hmm. And it's a beautiful little gift that he gives to me when I'm feeling, um, in a hard moment. Um, the past six years of, like I was saying of the, the journey of, being a single mom, uh, raising kids on my own, um, having financial fears, um, having a lot of instability, having relationship issues, um, just a whole lot of fear uh, going on in life. Um, There's obviously a lot of anxiety and depression that was in there as well too. Uh, And the suicidal ideation that I was talking about. And there was one day in particular where I remember um, my dogs were very helpful. I had had a uh, horrible suicide ideation evening. Mm-hmm. Um, for the first time ever, my daughters, two of my daughters had witnessed it, and I've always been able to keep those moments to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was a horrible evening with my daughters being there and seeing what I look like, mm-hmm. uh, curled up on a ball in the floor, um, yelling, screaming, hitting myself, um, uh, hyperventilating. They didn't know what to do. And my dog, Coda, was there, and he was just in my presence, holding space for me. And being able to pet him, the soothingness of being able to just pet his fur, twist his ears that he loves, him pressing up against my my chest to remind me to breathe, all of that is what helps me through suicidal ideation, Mm -hmm. and my daughter's as well, too. Um, Big part of being reminded, um, if I spoke earlier about the unconditional love that pets give you and provide you right um i remember with my first pug that that unconditional love and that's reminded from spirit from the universe Mm -hmm. that you know you have people who love you and you have pets who love you and you need to be here Mm -hmm. um and koda loves to meditate he does so i have a meditation process that i do every night before i go to bed and he knows the deal i sit down on my yoga cushion and wherever he is he comes over and he comes and he puts his head up against me and then he lies down in between my legs and it's like okay let's do this that's amazing yeah so he's he's uh he's thankful for my meditation as well yeah i notice i so i know both of your dogs and um you know there are um i i explained that uh, to, to my clients that in every species of animals uh about and that's from my connection with the animal realm. I was told about five to ten percent in each species is highly, you know, sensitive. And when I look at both of your animals, I see where, um, you know, Cooper mm-hmm. is sensitive, but Coda is highly sensitive. Mm-hmm. So you can see the difference there. And it's almost like they know before we even know. Yes. That there's a shift within us energetically. Yeah. And that's where they're ready for us when all of a sudden we're physically feeling all of it, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's so amazing that that's why they're, 
there's so many dogs also that are service dogs. Yeah. Right? It is in that way yep. that they come in and support us and just reminds us what is important. Yep. Really bring us back to that present the grounding moment. Yeah. They're very grounding. Yes. Right? Uh, I remember many times where for Coda, he's, um, I love to call him my weighted blanket. Um, when I'm in those depressive, don't want to get out of bed, just laying in bed and in dark thoughts. Yeah. He has this natural intuition where he just, what I call the fish flop. He uh, <laughs> comes over top of me and he just lays his whole body on me, mm-hmm. on his side. So his head is tucked underneath my chin and his whole side of his body is my length of my body. He's a big boy. He's like 95 pounds. So wow, he's okay. a good way to blanket. Yeah. Um, so he will do that for me. Uh, he'll ground me. I find it's very, very grounding when he yes. when he lays on top of me that way. And Cooper, who I like to nickname Eeyore, because uh, he kind of, you can picture him now, right? He's like this 110-pound lab retriever where he like, oh, bother. You know, <laughs> like, slunks around. He's like, here we go. Where's my food? <laughs> um, but he will lay on my side. Mm-hmm. And there's many times where I'm sandwiched between the two of them at night. I'm, as I'm one of those guardians yeah. that allows your dogs to sleep with you. I mean, wow. can't imagine. And then I feel like I'm not doing my cats any justice um, uh, well, that's today. Well, because we were talking, and then you're talking about the dogs and Flo. Her name is Florence, yeah. and she likes to be called Florence, by the way. Um, she's been with us since the beginning of the, the interview, and she was just going at it and just rubbing herself on you, and, and she kept saying, what about me? What about me? And then she was showing me the image of her around your head when yep. you sleep. Um, so she she's like, she wants to be talked about, and she wants to be featured. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us about Okay, Flo. so Miss Florence. Uh, <laughs> And I have another cat named Twix. Yes. Uh, and yes, Florence, yes. She um, she loves to lay on my chest as well, mm-hmm. too. And that purring, I find that purring right on your heart chakra yeah. is very grounding as well, too. That reminder where like your, her face is right in my face. Mm-hmm. And Twix will wrap in and around my head. So there have been times where I wake up from my night's sleep and I've got a dog on either side of me. Like, Whoa. can't move. It's like tight. <laughs> Because they're big boys, and then I've got a cat on my chest or two of them at my head, oh, that's and like, isn't that a gift oh. to sleep with that it's energy? Heaven, isn't it? You know, I always kind of joke too, is a joke too, as well, um, where I think it's they want my energy too. You know, it's so like I think it's this give and take. Well, it of, is. Yeah, it's like, oh, I like this energy. It's a nice energy. It's yes. a trusted energy. Yeah. And and I give to them. They give to me. It's this, yeah. this big healing bubble and of that's all what of I us. love yeah. right? you don't even know who gives and who takes yeah and yeah. I find that, that those are the best relationships Absolutely. is when it's just a natural flow and that's one of the things that I love the most with animals yeah it's yeah. freely given and taken. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so when my pets are near me, uh, being a Reiki practitioner, yeah. Reiki flows immediately. I love that. How you know? do you know? I get the vibration, the warmth in my hand yeah. as soon as I touch them. Love it. And uh, uh, one thing about Cooper, Cooper, Mr. Eeyore, uh, mm-hmm. when I first, he's a rescue, as I was mentioning. Yes. Um, and when I first had him, you couldn't even touch his back end. I remember that, actually. Yeah. I remember meeting him. Yeah. When yeah. you got him at first. Yeah. yeah he would um, never bite, but he would like snarl and kind of like jerk his head back, like stay away from this area of yeah. my body. And not knowing what had happened to him, I can only assume it was probably his pre-owner. Um, maybe hit him in the back end. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, he doesn't like any arms up in the air either. Like if you go to swat a fly, he gets very upset. 
but because I've given him so much Reiki now, you can touch him. That's amazing. So as much as he heals me, I have been given the gift of being able to help him um, recover from his trauma of not having his back end touched. So he has more trust. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I really love the relationship you have with your pets, but also how you uh, make space in your life for them and how you recognize their importance and yeah. they are so well loved and I, I know it. They tell me when I come visit. Nice. Cooper <laughs> gives the best smiles. He does. It's the, the teeth, the whole teeth, you know, yeah. it's the whole everything. Yeah. Oh my Absolutely. God. He's adorable. I'm, I'm, he looks a little scary for if you've never seen him better before. It is a yeah. smile. Exactly. Yeah. But it's, a, but it's, it's a always the teeth. Yeah. Bottom and top. Yep. hundred percent. Um, I love that you took the time to really share your story and I know that it takes time to get to the place where you can do that Um, and it shows so much healing and so much strength to be able to share it in that way so I'm very very grateful thank you so so much thank you it's it's healing to talk about it Mm -hmm. Um, and my healing journey has taken a team um, it's taken therapists, it's taken friends, it yeah. has taken pets. Yes. Right? So let's not discount those pets and how much they are part of your healing journey. Exactly. And and allow that space yes. to be in there for sure in yeah. your, in, as your support team. Like as much as you can on your friends and you can on your family and you can on your therapist. Exactly. To help you through trauma, count on your pets. Yeah. That's, that's what they're here for. That's, let, don't deprive them of that, exactly. of what their existence is here on this this earth now at this time. Yeah. This is what they want to do, so mm-hmm. allow them to do it. Yeah, and yeah. be grateful to them yeah. for, and recognize them. Um, so seeing where you're at now in your journey, um, what's uh, what are the, the cool things that you're about like oh to embark on? What are the, the fun adventures? Where is that taking you? So many cool things. Yes. Um, yes. So I will obviously continue as an energy healer in one-on-one sessions. I'm also yes. doing remote because of COVID and all that. So the remote healing I still do as well too. Yes. Um, so I'll always continue with that, um, that one-on-one healing of getting the energy out and flowing through mm-hmm. and, and crystal energy work. I love it. It's, yeah. it's amazing. You're very good at it. Thank you. Um, but what I'm, I'm excited about now is I'm finally ready. I am finally ready to share my story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm writing a book. I'm actually going to be doing two books. I'm doing one book, which is my story. Amazing. Thank you. Which will be talking about my journey. Um, and it will also be how I cope with my, and how I did what my coping mechanisms were during that journey, because yes. I feel I'm not the only one. There have been many, I'll say women mainly, but people, I won't put it just to a gender. Yes. Um, I tend to, my clients tend to be women um, mm-hmm. because that's what I tend to attract is the women of trauma, of relationship issues, of abuse, of PTSD, of mm-hmm. depression, anxiety. Um, but I want them, I want to share, how did I, how did I get to this point of being able to talk about my trauma? Yes. Um, I have tried to write this book for the past seven years Wow. and I can never talk about it and then all of a sudden now I can I can talk about my past and it's like I'm ready this is it this so is the time good. to share with people so they can also cope um, and I'm co-authoring in another book with um, with another friend who is talking about momming and the hardships of momming mm-hmm. and I'm gonna give my perspective of how I single momed 
uh, while coping with PTSD, depression, anxiety, and suicidal ideation. So I'm excited to be collaborating in that book as well, too. And where my business is going to go with that book, once it's released, I'm going to pair with workshops. Um, so, and create that support group for suicidal ideation and where I'm going to be calling it is called silent survivor. So suicide is very much a silent, silent experience. Yes. Um, we don't talk about it and I'm done not talking about it and it is so time to bring it out in the forefront of people and say, yeah, you know what? Me too. Yes. And let's, let's talk about it. Let's not hide about it. Let's not have shame about it. Let's, let's be, not be afraid to be vulnerable about it. It's time to speak about it. You know, and that I can't wait to have those workshops where I can gather people together and go, oh, you felt that way too. Yes. You know, yeah. and how did you cope through and what were your coping mechanisms? Let's let's create this environment of coping. Phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, I love Thank you for it. asking. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for you. Thank you. And I I'm excited for the people that you're going to be assisting in their journey and how can they connect with you? Uh, what's the best yes. way? So my Facebook page and my Instagram are called Illuminate Your Soul. Okay. Uh, illuminate, I-L-L-U-M-I-N-I-A-T-E, <laughs> not Illuminate. I will put that in the notes. <clears throat> Perfect. And I also have a website. Yes. Um, and that's how you get a hold of me. Amazing. Yeah. And uh, I'll be doing a suicide prevention month in September. So I'm going to be doing yes. Instagram stories every day to talk about suicide prevention. Awesome. And I'm also going to be collaborating with uh, to do bars, access bars, uh, access mm. consciousness bars on uh, for suicidal prevention. Beautiful. Month. So happy. Yeah. I will make sure that it is written in the show notes Thank so people you. can really connect with you. Awesome. Well, this I love that the, we're ending this in a Florence is like lying right next to the mic. Right? Yes. You, mommy did a good job talking about you. She did. You're so helpful. <laughs> I want to thank you so, so much um, for taking the time to really open up and share this. And and thank you for being in my life, too. I'm very, very grateful. You are so welcome, and thank you. Yes. Uh, thank you for all that you do. Thank you for being in my life. Aww. Look at us. It's it. a love festival. We're crying. Love. Oh my God. <laughs> so much love. Uh, well, everyone, I hope you enjoyed this um, episode. Please, um, you know, subscribe, share this. It is a free tool. You never know who it might help. Um, so share the podcast and leave some comments. Would love to know what you guys think. And maybe if you have ideas of other subjects you'd like to hear. And on that note, I hope that you have a lovely day. Thank you. Bye, listeners. Thank you.